I always tell people that it's not about how much how many subscribers you have. It's about how much money you make. If you want to if you want to become a full time content creator, just because subscriber counts is, is like a vanity metric. Right. But if you can show that, like your audience and your fans are engaged with you, then you, you're able to monetize that because you're able to do maybe an ad throw an ad in there and be like, hey, this is a really good product. I think you guys would like it because it's in within my niche. It's a pair of shoes. It's a pair of clothes. Um, it's a branded content in that sort of way that's relevant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the brands want eyeballs and stuff like that. So it, I always try to say it's not about how much uh, if your goal is to become a full time creator, it shouldn't be about how many subscribers you have. you're filming more youtube videos yes how long have you been doing youtube now uh a little over five years it's a yeah. long journey yeah it's a long journey it's a grind but it's it, uh you know it starts off as fun and it's still fun to do to this day but uh you know it sort of graduates into at least it did for me into like a job now it's like you know you take things a little bit more seriously and you know um you got to be more consistent and i think that there's a little bit more pressure i would say to to really like you know take up the bar and you know work harder and increase views and do all that kind of stuff so it's a constant grind though. yeah to get it's those the grind yeah. yeah it's one of those things where it's like you constantly feel like you got to be doing something you yeah. know whether it's instagram or tiktok or whatever it is it's like this constant feeling of like having to to post and to post you yeah know? well bryson moore yes welcome to the gents talk podcast bryson. Happy to be here. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. I'm doing better now. Talking to you guys for sure. Yeah. So uh, you do a lot of cool things in the space of content creation. You're you're more recognized as Bryce Kicks. Yes. On Instagram. Yes. Is that the the YouTube handle as well? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So why why sneakers? Let's start there. Yeah. So sneakers was something that I I sort of. Um, gain an interest in through my cousins. So I have a large family. My mom is one of 10 kids and she, I have a lot of first cousins and I, a lot of them are older than me and I naturally just kind of looked up to them. They were always like the cool cut, you know what I mean? The cool older cousins, you know? And, uh, they always just had like fresh kicks on and I would always be like curious, like ask them like, Oh, what are those? You know, what are you wearing? You know? And they, you know, it'd be whichever, you know, name, Air Jordan, Nike, Adidas, you know, and eventually after keeping asking and asking about what they were wearing, my one of my cousins, Aaron, was just like, okay, well, let me show you the shoes that I have. So he grabbed my hand, we go to his room and uh, it's got like floor to ceiling stacked with sneaker boxes and he would pull out a shoe and open them up and be like, oh, this is the Air Jordan 17 and it comes in a briefcase and you click it open yeah. like it's a money case and it opens up and there's a CD inside and there's a peel off sticker and I was just like, holy crap, this is so cool. So, you know, um, ever since then, it was just like, I want a fresh pair of sneakers and, you know, from there it, you know, sort of evolved. But still at this time, you know, I'm probably around, you know, 12 or 13 i don't have a job i'm not working and as most kids it's you get your one shoe pair of shoes a year you know Mm -hmm. um but since then my my interest and passion for for shoes grew and i started looking online to sort of research more about shoes and that's where like the obsession began is when i found the community online high tops or low tops do you like i like both but i like high tops um for me I, i don't know what it is like i find I just like how they sit with jeans in a way, um, depending on the type. But, it, it, you know, it, it depends on the day. I feel like in the summertime, I, I, I wear more low-top sneakers. Yeah, like, yeah, low-tops go better with it. shorts Yeah, high-tops with pants. Yeah, and I'm short. I'm only 5'7", so, you know, I'm just, <laughs> any, any excuse I can make myself to look taller, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> okay, so, so you're also a content creator. Yes. that There's a lot of work that's involved in constantly putting out content. And, that's correct. Yeah. Walk us through, like, how do you even get to the level of, I'm going to start a YouTube page, yeah. and then you've you've surpassed 100,000 subscribers That's on YouTube, correct. and congratulations on that. Thank you. As a couple of guys trying to grow a YouTube page, <laughs> it's fucking hard as shit. It's difficult, yeah. Yeah, so how do you, walk us through that concept, and yeah. I think a lot of people just want to know, 
one, can you actually make money on YouTube? Can you yeah. turn it into a living? Like, how does that process happen? Yeah, absolutely. So I had mentioned in my story earlier how I found it, my passion really grew when I found the online community. So as you can imagine, lots of sneakerheads online chatting about shoes. And um, one of the ones that I sort of took an interest to most was, of course, on YouTube. You go on YouTube and there's all kinds of like shoe reviews and sneaker reviews and people talking about footwear. So I started watching those videos and it was a good education for me because that's kind of what I learned oh this shoe does this and this shoe does that and you know for basketball you know performance is obviously a big thing so there's a lot of like performance basketball shoe reviews and stuff like that so um, I would always watch these videos because a lot of the times they were people within my age group you know um, and uh, I would always just be like oh why, why can't I do that you know why can't I talk about shoes online and you know I would kind of shoot myself down maybe it was low self-esteem you know I'm only like 14 15 at this time um, but you know, I, I always just found an excuse not to, to start doing it myself. And then eventually, you know, I had, I got a job and I started working, I had a little bit of money. And so I'm buying shoes, you know, I mean, you know, pretty regularly, I would say. And so eventually I was just like, you know what? My dad, he's, he's been into photography for a long time. He's got a camera. I'm like, you know what? Today's the day. February 2018, I'm going to set up a camera, set up a tripod, no microphone, no nothing. I didn't know anything about how to shoot video. And I was like, today's the day I'm going to just review this pair of shoes that I have. And it was a pair of the OVO Air Jordan 8s. There was a black and gold pair of shoes. And I was like, yeah, I'll just take this opportunity to review with any kind. I had a hoodie, OVO hoodie, OVO t-shirt. So I was like, oh, I'll just kind of talk about it. So that's kind of where it started. Half the video is out of focus. There's no microphone. It's <laughs> terrible it's still up on my page if you guys want to watch it it's i i recommend you don't um but just know that i've gotten a lot better since yeah, then. That, sh that shows like the growth right yeah yeah it shows the growth so um and then yeah that's that's kind of where i where i caught the itch of awesome. you know i uploaded that first video and i kind of just uh, one other key thing i wanted to mention at, at, during this time is that i had started a few um other passion projects that i had quit I tried to teach myself how to learn Portuguese or not, not teach myself, but I was taking, um, studying classes, I tried to teach myself how to play the drums and I quit both of those things. And I said to myself that if I'm going to even do this, I'm going to have to commit a few years, at least five years. And if I have nothing to show for at the end of those five years, or if I'm not passionate about it at all, then I will quit. Yeah. And so before he even started that first video, I was like, if I'm even going to do this, I have to be serious about it. And that's kind of. When did you, you said February. Do you remember the day, the number? February twenty eighth, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, when did you? What about the second one? The second video. The second video was probably a week or two later. Okay. And um, you know the rhythm at which you post, I think, on YouTube is important because um, there's obviously an algorithm that a lot of people have heard of, and I feel like it, it picks up on you know through AI and stuff like that of how regular you post, and uh, you know it, YouTube is not something that you have to do every day. You don't have to post every day, um, but you know it does reward consistency in one way or another, and so I kind of early on tried to make a video whether it was good or bad i tried to post once a week and i still that's still what i do to this day i got a i got a question for you there's yeah. a lot of creators out there that are on youtube trying to grow it yeah us being one of them yeah, yeah. how do you hit a hundred thousand subscribers what's the secret how long did it take you to hit hundred thousand? Um, what's, what's the secret to, yeah. to like the secret Ooh. okay so the secret is that there is no secret you kind of just have to like post consistently and pick up on patterns that work and um, one thing I would definitely say is choose like a niche that people are you know like an existing niche that's popular I would say and it can be anything it could be cooking videos it could be music it could be reviews reactions like do something that people are interested in viewing if it's the more obscure it is the more difficult it can be um, um, so that would be one thing um, post consistently is obviously another um, but also there's a couple of things that I have found success in especially recently um, that has helped m me grow and get more views and thumbnails is obviously a big one um, and the way that the thumbnail is designed it plays an important role and there's actually data that Netflix has shown and shared um, based off of the thumbnails of their shows and movies that they have that say that um, 
whenever there's a close up of a face that shows a complex emotion, people are typically more uh, inclined to click on it. And um, as opposed to one that people are just kind of drawn to faces and eyes. Mm. So I know Mr. Beast has also said that um, you should see like the whites of people's eyes in in the thumbnail. So when I depending on the type of video that I do, if it's talking head video, especially I try to show like uh, a face of my my face uh but like the neck up yeah um and so that my full head is in the frame and um i don't it's just one of those things that people are kind of just drawn to and you really are competing in one way shape or another um with uh other videos that are on people's youtube homepage because you want your video to get clicked on youtube wants your video to get clicked on but because of the competition they want to serve you the right video at the right time so that's uh, thumbnails is big uh, are a big thing, um, but all, all ultimately like the quality of the content, the the editing style, there really is like a lot that kind of goes into it. Um, but uh, yeah, like content is king, and you know you got to be try to do meaningful. Um, value-driven content um, and another one of the my bread and butter that I've always done since day one is that I always try to make searchable videos and what that means is YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world next to Google and Google owns YouTube so making content that people are actively searching for um, is going to be a good passive way for people to discover your videos and so what I mean by that is you know, especially with my niche, give, niche given that it's sneakers and clothing, if there is a trending topic or a trending sneaker, I try to make content around that because people are going online to talk about it or to search or to learn mm -hmm. more about it. Maybe they want to know what sizing, what's the sizing like. Maybe they want to know uh, maybe the backstory, you know, just to give you out a few examples. So this way, when people go onto Google or go onto YouTube and they type in Nike Air Force One, one of my videos shows up because I have a number of them and you know, uh, maybe it's a styling video. That's kind of my bread and butter is like how to style X sneaker. So that though, there's a lot of information I just shared, but uh, those are kind of the pillars is that like yeah. good thumbnail, good quality content, post consistently and be in a proven niche that people are actively searching for. What about the title? Titles, titles important, you know, titles good. Um, but I, I don't put as much emphasis in, in, in the title as I do. Um, I just feel like it's you you can actually learn more about the video by based on the thumbnail than the actual title itself. Title is good in my opinion. I'm no YouTube expert, but in my opinion, it's good for an SEO perspective, like mm -hmm. search engine, you know, like like those keywords that people are typing in on the on the on YouTube and Google. I think it's good for that along with the, the other like metadata that you put in like the description and stuff like that and the tags. Um, but, uh, one, one thing I would say that, uh, is a good tip for, like I said, it all depends on your niche, but for titles, people like top five people like, Oh, this is the top 10 people like lists. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, if you can try to like, depending on your niche, if you could try to frame your video like that, um, I find that typically works. Um, but title, I, I, I don't put as much in title is important. Um, but I, I put more emphasis into the others. And how did how long did it take you to grow to a hundred? How long did it take? What me? are you at right now? Uh, one hundred and twenty, one hundred and twenty-two, I think. Can you, um, can you send like maybe five thousand over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. It's tough. It's tough. It definitely is. Um, but one thing that's good is for long form content. Like YouTube is a long form. People are always like, "Oh, short form," you know. Yeah. But people who go onto YouTube oftentimes are are have a little bit of time. Like you got to have to think mm -hmm. of like the psychology of someone who's going on YouTube. You know, if people are walking on the street, they're, 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 they're more likely to be scrolling through Instagram or TikTok than they are to be sitting and watching a, you know, like if you picture somebody's commute, like that would be a good time for somebody to watch a YouTube video because they right. have time. You know what I mean? Um, and for me, I'm a, I'm a podcast junkie. So like I'm constantly looking for long form content because I have it on in the background at home. And uh, when I'm driving in the car, I like to listen to podcasts. So um, long form is good. That's how, you know, you can definitely get a lot of audience retention. And I've noticed that when a lot of creators start YouTube, there's two things that they need to get monetized. And that's a certain subscriber count, which is a thousand. And also um, you need a certain amount of watch time hours. And so a lot of people struggle with the second, which is to get good watch time hours because um, their content maybe isn't long enough or they're not retaining enough people on their videos. Um, 
but uh, yeah, long form content is definitely good. I got to a hundred thousand uh, this past November. Okay. So, um, and but you started in 2018, and I started in 2018, which I think highlights that it, yeah. it, it's a journey. It's not it's a, a journey. quick yeah. overnight thing. Yeah, exactly. Especially exactly. with YouTube, I met a few YouTube. People are very successful on YouTube. Same thing, like three years, four years, five years. And yeah. consistently. Consistently, yeah. That's a big thing. Like taking a couple months off. Like, d- d- I feel it's, like TikTok's ruined it for a lot of people. Yeah. That, like instant virality that right. people are now chasing. But after. there is a good sign. There is like a silver lining to all of this, and okay. that is YouTube Shorts. So YouTube now has short form content, mm. right? Like you can, and I, I typically. For me personally, I do upload YouTube shorts and I've seen them success with them, which is excellent. It's very hit or miss. Um, but I personally don't like scroll through the YouTube shorts feed. I If I if yeah, I do that, yeah. it's either Reels or, or TikTok. But they are getting billions and billions of views on YouTube shorts. So that's it. Don't don't discredit it. The good thing is, is that like as a content creator, if you especially with YouTube, if you are creating YouTube video, chances are, um, not everybody, but chances are you're also doing Instagram, you're also doing TikTok, right? So you can use those TikTok and Instagram videos that you've made and upload them to YouTube. Um, and so I have like one of my top 10, I would say most watched videos out of the hundreds that I've posted. A lot, you know, there's a few of them I think that are YouTube shorts. So um, it, they're more difficult to monetize. In fact, uh, February of this year, they just started monetizing shorts. But even then, like you're not making a, a lot of money off of it. And um, that's another thing with YouTube creators as well is that you, I always tell people that it's not about how much, how many subscribers you have. It's about how much money you make. If you want to, if you want to become a full-time content creator, just because subscriber counts is, is like a vanity metric, right? But if you can show that like your audience and your fans are engaged with you, then you, you're able to monetize that because you're able to do maybe an ad throw and an ad in there and be like, Hey, this is a really good product. I think you guys would like it because it's in within my niche. It's a pair of shoes. It's a pair of clothes. Um, it's a branded content in that sort of way. That's relevant. Mm -hmm. And you know, the brands want eyeballs and stuff like that. So I always try to say, it's not about how much, uh, if your goal is to become a full-time creator, shouldn't be about how many subscribers you have because there's a lot of people that have more uh, subscribers than me that probably aren't making as much. And there's also people who have way less subscribers than me who are making more money than me. You know, maybe they have a course that's, you know, that's maybe they have really valuable content and they have a course that they sell for $500. And if a thousand people buy a course for, uh, you know what I mean? For $500, then you've got a legitimate business, right? So it's never, never about how much, uh, how many followers you have. And that's how you, you really go down that mental health rabbit hole of like, Oh, I need to, I need to like get yeah, more, fo- I need to get more followers. Slope. Yeah. Yeah. And you start checking it and refreshing yeah. it. And it's fun when something hits, but it's also like, like the low, like the, it's like waves too. It's like, you hit the oh, low, it's just yeah. like, this is never going to go up ever again. And then you're just like, yes. Yeah. Then it's, like, <laughs> then it's, oh, it's never going down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We've had those talks a few times. Yeah. Like, yeah. why are we stuck at this number? Yeah. 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 No, I totally get that. So also. I, oh, no, no. Yeah. Facebook. What about Facebook? You didn't mention Facebook at all. And I heard Facebook's making a big comeback. Facebook, um, there, there, there has to come like a, uh, like a, like a passion. Like I, 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 I like to go onto TikTok, so I go on TikTok. Mm. I like to go onto Instagram, so I do Instagram. I love YouTube. I go on YouTube. I have, I don't go on Facebook. Fair. So for me, it's like, it's got to be something you actually want. It's got to be something I actually. But I, I do keep hearing a, a lot about Facebook. Um, but I don't know. It's just not something that I have tried yet. Yeah. And I, I and I've done it in the past and it no, nothing really happened so I kind of just kind of moved on from it. Do you that find that you can monetize the other platforms like Instagram and TikTok in the same way you monetize like from yeah. my experience YouTube seems to be the clearest path towards monetization. YouTube it's in like my very obvious. Do this, yeah. you start getting paid. Yeah. Instagram and TikTok it's almost like you yeah. you got to go and solicit partnerships outside yeah. the app. I would I would agree with that. YouTube, in my opinion, is the best social media platform just because the amount of detailed analytics you get are is incredible for for free, and um, you're able to have YouTube ad revenue like that can be a sustainable source of income. You know what I mean? Right. And it's it's reliable. It's there for you. You know what I mean? Where like you, you can, if you're a Canadian creator, like you can't even earn money off of ad revenue, not ad revenue through clicks and views. Uh, on TikTok and Instagram, in, in American uh, creators 
earn a certain percentage or a certain, um, I think it's like maybe one cent or three cents per thousand views on a TikTok. But in Canada, they don't even, they haven't even introduced that platform yet. Wow. So you are kind of forced to do branded content. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's one of those things as well. But another, un, another monetization strategy that I think not enough people are talking about is doing like freelance work. And what I mean by that is, you know, working for a brand and creating content for them that you don't necessarily have to post. And so I do that with Amazon and oh. they're a really good partner of that, that I work with and they're very consistent and they, they pay well as, as, which is great. But I post a certain amount of videos with them that I don't even have to post. So like they take the content and they're like, okay, we'll, do we'll do with it. with it. We'll do with it. You know, we'll, yeah, we'll figure really? out what to do with it. How do you, how does someone go about acquiring a partnership like yeah that. like do they reach out to you do you have to go and seek them out because i think a lot of creators yeah. especially ones that are starting in this space yeah are i get that. unsure of where to even begin you know, i get like, that hey, question is there asked a secret a lot. group that i need to <laughs> be a part of no the short answer is that it it kind of does come naturally okay. like it, it organically like you know they send you an email they come to you kind of thing but don't be discouraged with reaching out to people and you know being like hey i would love to work but one thing i would just say is preface like focus on the value proposition right like for you to be like, hey, I would love to make a video for you for two thousand dollars. It's like, OK, slow your roll. Like we haven't mm -hmm. even we haven't even met each other yet, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of brands probably don't even check their DMs. But don't don't be discouraged by it. build a relationship. And, uh, you know, we all know I'm sure well, not we all know, but uh, Gary Vee is another guy who's prominent on on social media, gives a lot of you know, advice on creators and, you know, do, do work for free. Be like, Hey, I would love to style your products or, you know, use one of your product, talk to one of your products, uh, for free. Would you mind sending it to me? I'll send it back to you. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. this way there's no, like, there's no risk. There's no risk on the brands or the right. other creators perspective. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. That's one of the keys that I would say, but a lot of the times it does come through the inbox of them messaging you. So it's good to also have your email in your bio and your whichever email buttons that they have on each app so that people can contact you. Cause that's big. If you could go back in time and tell your younger Bryson yeah. some advice when you were first starting on YouTube yeah. and some of these other platforms, what advice would you give them? So like start earlier. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, if I could give myself some advice, I think I would say um, when I first started, I was all over the place in terms of my content style. Yeah. I would did a vlog, I did a review, I did a day in the life, I did a podcast, I did a this, I did a that. Like just focus on one thing and just get good at that first. So for me, it's like styling videos, like 10 ways to style Air Force Ones. Boom. Like do that for every shoe then. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, what, you know, I think Casey Neistat is one of those guys who like popularized vlogs. But in my opinion, vlogs are are kind of tricky to monetize. Like starting a vlog channel right now is, is very difficult. Um, and um, people got to know who you are. People got to know who you are first. And that's why creating searchable videos are a good way for people to discover you. And then I would say down the line, vlogs are good for like channel. They're good for like um like getting people getting to know you, you know, mm. but at first people don't really want to get to know you. They're yeah, like, yeah. what value are you getting? What value am I getting from this video? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's a good community building. That's, that's the word I was looking for. Like building, you know, engaging and doing that kind of stuff. Um, if you can manage both simultaneously, then hey, do your thing. Like that's amazing. Um, but I would say focus on a specific type of content first because I was all over the map, yeah. you know? Um, and uh, I think YouTube also rewards that as well. Like being more niche. Like being more way. niche, covering larger, more popular topics than kind of being all over the place. Because you, once again, if you want to monetize and get a thousand followers, subscribers, and get that audience retention, like that's a good way to do that is, right. is to, to when people subscribe to you, like give them something to expect, mm -hmm. you know, so that they're like, okay, I know that you'll do this early on, I would say that that'd be a key. How... Are, are you at a point now where like youtube is full-time yeah i'm a full-time yeah. creator yeah nice. was that once you hit the hundred thousand or before that it was before, before. it was uh, it's uh so this past march would be a year that i become a full-time creator oh very cool and uh it was a little bit scary at first it was like oh this is like the leap of faith you know like i went I, i'm like a lot of people i went to school i had a degree i had a job and then school for i went to school for communications nice. at university of toronto mississauga 
So, you know, um, that would be another thing, another piece of advice, like do something in YouTube, <laughs> do like production or, yeah, you yeah, know, because yeah. I because part of my program, I had to take um, classes at Sheridan College and Sheridan has a good production and video, you know, uh, program. And I would have, you know, going back, I would have loved to do that. That would help me out a lot better, probably well, that, give me more of the confidence. as yeah, well. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too, is it's you're not just sitting in front of a camera worrying about coming up with the content it's the the managing of the equipment and yeah. the editing which i've and, taught myself everything right so, so like that's a whole thing on oh, its own yeah and a yeah. lot of people i think forget that that's part of the process yeah exactly but saying that um your i like if you're a creator starting out use your iphone like don't like i am using my phone way more than i than i used to and yeah. i have camera gear i have you know lights and you know so use your phone your phone is so good you can get such a good cheap bluetooth microphone that works wonders it, yeah. it's great you know and if you need lighting just go outside or stand in front of a window or something <laughs> no but it, it, it really is diy as simple. It. it really is as simple as that yeah and my setup is still diy because i you know where i create is where i live and so i live in a 600 square foot condo and you know, I share the space with somebody else, so it's Toronto, baby. <laughs> it's a very dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's difficult. You kind of have to yeah. finesse it a bit. There's a lot of finessing, but like in the frame, it looks nice. Yeah. It's neat and tidy, but it's, behind the frame, it's, it's a enough. disaster. Yeah. So, uh, so, how often yeah. are you creating? You said earlier that yeah. uh, I think before we started rolling that today you, you were either doing some editing yeah. or you're going to be doing some editing. No, I was editing. You yeah, I've been editing since like 730 this morning. Okay. If I have like a time crunch or like it's like moment I wake up, it's boom, it's, I'm good editing. to go. Which, yeah, which I've heard like isn't good. You should kind of like wake up and like go outside first. Mm. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, Well, I've seen other creators talk about how they've had to take some time off. Yeah. Because it's just yeah. it's overwhelming in the sense of there's just so much to do. Yeah. And the entrepreneurial side of this whole hustle yeah. is a very real thing. I think in, in a traditional sense, people don't typically think of content creators as entrepreneurs, but oh, you yeah. very much are. You're your own marketing department, your own HR department, Accountant. your own finance department, and all these <laughs> things. Yeah. So editor, like, ex director, editor, director producer. producer, actor, you name it. So you're doing yeah. all these things. Yeah. How do you balance all of that? You know, like... So to answer your question, to take a quick step back, like creating every day, like it really is like an everyday thing. Um, but how am I balancing it all? Like just trial and error, like making mistakes, asking questions for people that, you know, other creators, how did you do this? How did, you know, especially for, for when I became full time, I had to like first ha have a couple conversations with my accountant and be like, Hey, like, what does this look like if I, if I'm self employed? Cause you know, I have to incorporate my business, right? right. So there is a Bryce kicks Inc. That's, uh, you know, a business that I have to, you know, claim income and like do all that kind of stuff. Right. So do the expenses and, and all that. So, um, yeah, it's just asking questions. And one thing I think that did help me is that, uh, my sister is also a creator as well. And, um, she, uh, sort of, she became full, full time a little bit earlier than I did. So, you know, we've been able to bounce things off of each other. Oh, that helps. It, it helps a lot, especially when it's your sister and, you know, just <laughs> yeah. a quick phone call away. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I've asked other creators and you know ones that are much much bigger than mine like how are you managing this and you know I, one thing that i think is tremendous help is try to leverage as many people and relationships as you can early on and uh you know get get their co-sign or you know if, if you know try to become friendly with them so that they can sh would be gracious enough to share that information with you because it is valuable and who knows like if you're a small-time creator and you start working with someone who's big and you start getting featured in the videos that is by far yeah. by far the quickest way to grow is to have more eyeballs on you so sorry to get featured in their video yeah 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 if that's possible but that's you know that's it's challenging to do but do how you do we, collabs of that nature on youtube where it draws back to your page yeah i mean it would have to be you know it, it would have to be sort of like, hey, this is so-and-so and this regular content that I do, they're going to help me out with it or they're gotcha, going to be okay. featured in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be great. It would be such a good idea if YouTube did that Instagram like collab, collab, yeah. collab feature. Yeah. That would be so, so Which good. I'm surprised not other platforms do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's insane to me because it's such a... Such social media win it's such a collaborative yeah, thing it's such yeah. a mutual win-win for everybody right yeah. yeah and you know i just ran into this problem a couple of weeks ago <laughs> uh, three friends of mine 
Uh, we wanted to create uh, some content together, some Instagram photos, videos, whatever, and we did so. And the, cool post. You, you can you can only you can only collaborate with one other person, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, one of us is gonna have to be tagged, or like yeah. you know. <laughs> And so, that's so unfortunate because sometimes yeah. you create that type of content, you can't even use it in the way yeah. you want to. But, you know, I, I understand it. I guess, like, you know, from Instagram's perspective, they have to fit a certain amount of usernames on that little bar at the top. So they're probably like, oh, we can only do two right now. So in my opinion, Instagram, as much as I love Instagram for having for many years, I use it all the time. I think they're by far like, like, like they're struggling, not struggling, but they're. Uh, dragging behind the most between the two. I think TikTok leaped over them, and I think TikTok is killing it, even though they have some, you know, sketchy, uh, you know, <laughs> privacy policy. Yeah. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, in terms of retaining people, the other two are, are doing a much better job. I remember you, you said, <clears throat> you start off get your iPhone. You know, you didn't mention Android, but we can get to that later. But um, nobody uses yeah. an Android. What are like, you. I've I heard love, of those. I love my Android. <laughs> get off those green. So text, you started man. the top five best best uh, phones list. But yeah, like, yeah. What are some like must have apps that you should have? Yeah, so there's a lot of free editing apps um, that you can use. I use uh, InShot on for mobile specifically, um, and it's very simple, very intuitive, very easy to use. Um, you literally just uh, you know put up your videos. You can do splice. You can you know CapCut is another good one. CapCut's kind of Cap killing it right yeah. now. Are, are these they're really good? Are these yeah. editing apps you're talking about? Yeah, these okay. are editing apps. Sorry. Um, yeah, so you know Cap what? CapCut I think is CapCut. They've got some weird integration with TikTok yeah. now, where it's like everything leads you to CapCut. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever deal they worked out is brilliant. doing is brilliant. Uh, but so instead of InShot, I think I would use CapCut more. But because they have this really good like captions feature, and captions mm -hmm. is a lot of things uh, is like another thing that is is a good way to sort of retain people a little bit longer. Um, just because, um, you know, some people may be in a public place where they can't want, listen to, yeah. you know, maybe they're at work and they're at desk and they just have a quick five minutes to, you know, pull up their phone. So uh, using captions on any sort of talking head video is like a good way to, you know, get people to stay because they, you know, they can read and as opposed to listen. Um, I ha I've been sort of trying to experiment that on YouTube, but I haven't really... I haven't... We do captions for, for all of our shorts. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um but with YouTube, I've been doing it just involuntarily, like show the things up on at the bottom. But I don't know; it's kind of kind of weird. I feel like if somebody's watching one of my YouTube videos specifically, they're it's focused. like they're kind of having the time. They're in like an ambient place where they can hear it, yeah. and, you know. Um, but it's also good for English as a second language, or mm -hmm. you know, well, people who impaired. aren't English hearing impaired as yeah. well. Uh, Mr. Beast is, and uh, I keep mentioning him because he's like the model person to form any YouTube content over. But he's got multiple different. In YouTube channels languages. in different languages. Yeah. So, you know, he's that's a, that, a brilliant genius. idea. He's, so well, maybe I'll do that hearing, one day. I remember hearing about that. I'm like, genius. He like hired translators. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah. So it's still his, the, the actual video, but just with almost like a voiceover. That's correct. It's yeah. dubbed. But a lot, of, like, I feel like because of Netflix and a lot of those, um, those shows that are dubbed, people are like Squid Games and Money Heist. Like They're people are kind of getting used to it now so huh. it's a it could be a good thing you know i don't like the dubs i hate dubs i love subtitles because i don't i prefer i can't, I can't focus when the lips yeah. are moving at a different thing yeah. in the sound you know when it gets me the most is when um it's somebody who you know or you you know what they sound like yeah mm. and it's, not it's a different voice it's like no i can't do that i can't do this my fiance was watching the um cristiano ronaldo has uh, a show and his wife has a show on Netflix and he was featured in it and he's featured in the first episode. And as soon as like we were watching it dubbed and as soon as he started speaking um, and it, they dubbed his voice, I was like, nah, I can't do this. Like pull up, the, put up the, <laughs> the subtitles, you know, put up the subtitles because yeah. it's just weird. How so. does AI play a role in all this? So AI does play a role for some people and I think it's going to develop over time. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I've actually used AI once okay. because it was late at night and I was scripting a video and I'm like, my brain's mush right now. Like I kind of just want to like, I want to talk about this specific shoe, but like, I, I just can't think right now. So I was like, tell me about the, you know, just. Uh, the Adidas Samba, like, oh, here's the history of the Adidas Samba. It does it, you know. It's so like I pulled a couple sentences. I'm talking about Chat GBT, by the way. Like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you type into the search engine, it gives you, you know, in seconds, a whole 
whatever it answers your question very deeply for the most part and so i kind of like took it but a lot of people um script video you can script a video it's pretty creepy because if you have enough content i believe you could just type in write me a script for a bryce kicks fashion video about air force ones or something and they'll it'll start doing it if you have enough um and there's a big creator actually uh mkbhd who reviews tech videos and he did a whole video about ai and its influence and basically midway through the video he was like and by the way everything i just said was typed up by chat gpt like the whole <laughs> explanation that he was giving about what chat gpt is yeah. how it can impact people you know and he's like and by the way like everything i just said was i mm-hmm. not none of my Proves ideas exactly so i i don't know i haven't used too much of it I'm kind of scared of like, you know, where things are heading Um, or not, maybe not scared, but I'm cautious because it's like, there's still a part of me that loves the personal touch to it. And, you know, um, you know, same with you guys. Like I, like when I grew up, I'm a 94, I'm 28. So I, if I wanted to go to my friend's house and skateboard with them on my block, I had to go knock on the door. Hey, uh, Mrs. So-and-so is, is this person available to hang out? No, they're not available. Okay. Or I had to, you know, so there's, I still sort of yearn for those sort of like connections connections. And although I meet a lot of people online and I'm kind of a hypocrite as they say all these things, like there is certain technologies where it's too much of a labor. I'm like, okay, like, I don't know about all of this just yet. So, um, but, but to take a step back, uh, AI, you could do, uh, uh, there's apparently technology coming out where you could do AI generated thumbnails. Uh, we've been talking about, you could do AI generated, um, text descriptions and, uh, there's a plugin that you can download where it does AI video tags. There's going to be AI video editing, which I will be the first person to get that. See, I'm a, I'm a walking contradiction, but I will take that because anything that can sort of free up time. Um, well, our, our, our guy Poncho is a, he a, is a filmmaker. AI. He is AI. <laughs> Poncho, are you AI? He's, uh, he, you were telling me earlier that you've done, uh, you, you were doing your storyboards using AI. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, like, I think it Excellent. just it makes things convenient. I think you can use it in a way where it doesn't necessarily create the creative process for yeah. you. You still have to have that creative ability, right? Yeah. Like if you put a storyboard, for example, in front of me, I'm like, I'm not going to know what I'm looking at. Yeah. But if you put a storyboard in front of a filmmaker, they know what they're looking at. They yeah. can still spot the difference. Yeah. So I think in scenarios where it's like editing, why wouldn't you want to save that time? Oh my God. Yeah. Right? Cause editing, like if people don't underestimate, like understand that how long it does take, you know, you could film a video and the video, you know, the, pre- the preparation takes an hour, uh, setting up the light, setting up the framing and that's being generous. And then you shoot the video and it also takes another hour, um, or two hours and that's three hours so far editing. You edit that video. It's going to take you six hours, nine hours, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where that's like pretty good. There's certain videos that I, edit that you know take much longer so uh because i like to show like a visual certain videos i show a visual representation of what i'm talking about whether i find the photos on google images or pinterest or something and uh because of people's attention spans i like to uh including my own you know but uh i show up a new image every like two seconds or so so if i do a minutes that's do a video that's 10 minutes that's a lot of videos but it's just something that I do and like, I don't want to, I can't go back now and I don't want to go back to where it's like you get lazy and you edit lazy. So, mm. um, and talk that's, to, yeah. Talk to us about this attention span problem because we're seeing yeah. more and more of it, right? Yeah. Obviously as podcast creators, it's all about the long form. And yeah. when someone tells me they're a podcast junkie, I'm like, dope. That's great. I love it. I love oh, hearing yeah. it. But the majority of people these days want everything in bite-sized forms Yeah. and that's it. And yeah. even then, like even I, I'm guilty of it. I'll turn on TikTok or IG Reels and I'll swipe. And if the person who appears on the screen in front of me doesn't capture my attention in the first half a second. Yeah, it's really quick. Next. It's really quick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, people, yeah, people, attention, attention spans because of these apps are getting much shorter um, for certain things. And, you know, like I said, I'm still I still watch podcasts all the time. Three hour podcast. No, no problems. I'll just watch when I'm ready to watch it, you know, car rides, that kind of thing. But to your point, you do have to capture people's attention very quickly. And one of the things that I've heard that you are able to like a little quick tip, once again, content is king. If your content sucks, you know, people are going to leave. But like, if you mention like you in the first 
second of the video like you won't believe or like mm -hmm. that's a little bit like click clickbaity but like you won't regret works. you won't, like for me like you won't regret buying these uh, affordable sneakers boom like it's like okay like maybe i have time for this you know what i mean mm -hmm. but apparently there's a there's somebody who's done research i can't remember i would reference them if i did i heard it on the think media channel mm -hmm. um it's a good channel great channel that's i owe a lot of uh you know a lot of my tips that i learned from them anyways they were interviewing a guy and he that was one of those quick little tips that he had like if you mention you if you say you because people are like oh me like so there's there's certain tricks and you know tips um you know having vibrant lighting you know good lighting uh, but i think number one people thing that people overlook is like good quality audio like these microphones are good quality, <laughs> right? Um, but if, if you're muffled or people can't hear you or like the lighting's bad, like those are like basic things that like you non-negotiables, good lighting, people should see you, you know, don't be afraid to get close up. You know, that's yeah. another thing. People are attracted to people's faces, right? So yeah. there's a couple ways to sort of like trick or to hack. Um, but ultimately like, you know, you, you, what you, what you say has to be meaningful and if it's valuable, then people will stick to it. Yeah. So that's kind of one of those things that I've always tried to do is like try to do valuable content. Not always. It's good to like, you know, like on TikTok, I like those, um, those tournament brackets where it's like, Oh, best songs or like uh, best Drake songs. And you're like, okay, let me review these Drake, you know, stuff like that. It's fun to do. Um, but, uh, yeah. I've, I've heard that whole, like, you, like, you won't believe, or, like, you should try, or, you know, mm -hmm. I've heard that's, like... You of, guys should subscribe. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, so... So what do you, on the entrepreneurial side, yeah. you said you do a lot of stuff outside of the, the YouTube channel. Yeah. What do you got coming up? What are you working on? So, yeah, so one of the most difficult things that I'm currently doing right now is I'm trying to build my own clothing line. And it's one of the most challenging things I've ever done because as much as I love product, I love clothes, I love shoes, when somebody gives you like, a, okay, the floor is yours, da make something, make something nice, make something that people will wear, you're like, like I don't even know where to begin you know yeah. what I mean so that's usually one of the most challenging things that I'm doing right now um, but it's something that I'm also passionate about I love to do it I love to source clothes and you know get samples in and you know it's very very stressful also um, but that's it, it's the main goal as well is that like I have something to show like I have my own um, you know my own income streams it's like mm -hmm. it's an, another extension of what i do mm -hmm. um and ultimately i do it because i enjoy doing it not because it you know it's not my brand's not even profitable at this point so everything that i do is 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 just because i think it's cool and i right. and it's something that i would wear and i think other people will like it so um but it is like an extension of my own personal brand which is excellent uh, my clothing brand is called more apparel follow me on instagram if you want to do that uh but we have a, a new drop coming it's it's uh it's exciting but also um i'm starting to do like freelance uh, um, or collaborative clothing designing so um, previous to this and I think early on in our conversations there's a guy teaching men's fashion on uh, on YouTube he sort of tapped me on the shoulder sent me a DM and was just like hey would you be interested in designing like um, uh, a capsule collection of my clothing brand essentials and so I was like yeah that would that would be amazing so we met up in New York and you know chatted and you know had like a nice collaborative design experience and so that'll be coming out in July and um, cool, yeah so the, so I'm starting to do a lot more of that which is tr tricky as well because I don't have any design experience so you know there's there's a whole process of you know making cool clothes that's very challenging and um, you know uh, I would say that's like one of the one of the more newer things that I'm doing currently. Yeah, that's that's becoming um, more and more difficult. But also like thinking of the future of the channel. Like, what do I want? What do I want this to be? What do I want to do? What are my goals? You know, goal setting is very important. So, I would love to have my own studio one day, one my own workspace that I can work out of, and um, and uh, those are all sort of in the in the pipeline. I just have to sort of visualize it and make it happen and say it out loud, and uh, you know, start working towards making that happen so you got so. like a vision board of some kind that you're i have it like in my head you okay. know yeah. i have like yeah. some stuff in my notes that i've saved on my app on my phone on my iphone <laughs> <laughs> that i've saved on your broken on screen my, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so on days where none of that yeah none of that's working you know like you're just not motivated you're not feeling it you get it up you're like Fuck, i don't want to edit i don't want to yeah. film i don't want to do this i don't want to do that i yeah. got no creative juices yeah how do you push through 
So I'm I'm a big believer that like the mind and the body work together simultaneously. And whenever there's like some type of creative break, it's because or creative lapse, I would say it's because they're sort of out of sync. Um, so whenever I start feeling like gloomy or, you know, like I, I, I know that like maybe I haven't been going to the gym enough or maybe I haven't been eating healthy enough or something like that. Or maybe like there's something in my personal life that I haven't addressed yet that I need to just man up and, you know, tackle. So uh, oftentimes when I have like creative breaks or that's that's kind of what I do. So it's like, OK, focus on your, men- on your on your physical health, because I know the mental health will follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can say that that's what works for me. Um, but ultimately, sometimes it's like I've been exercising, I've been eating healthy, my life is good, but like I just can't bring myself to. And it's oftentimes because I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. So as much as I've been saying, you know, to build a good YouTube channel, like people should expect what to see from you. I think that you do have to throw curveballs. You have to take risks. Mm. You have to try new different types of content. And um, sometimes that does come out of sort of desperation where you're like, I, I haven't posted anything. I need to sort of whip something up. Like, what can I do to, uh, you know, throw something like just do something different. And one of my key favorite ways to doing that is to look at other creators um, in your niche and both out of your niche and um, you know see what types of videos they're making and maybe you know don't rip it off if it's original idea but maybe take a grain from it and like how can I apply this to to my daily life right so I mentioned that you know for sneaker content a lot of people do reviews but people also do a lot of reviews for um, for cell phones and tech reviews, right? Yeah. So maybe you could do like a tech review, see see one of their channels, see what they're doing, and maybe put your own spin to it. So, so. like, there's nothing wrong ultimately with like pulling or like replicating to some extent, or at least using the framework of what other people have created That's as correct. your base to, to, to jump from. Yeah, and ultimately, this is one of the things that you're, any creator is going to face is people are going to like copy you or you, you mm-hmm. know, but you have to realize that like we're all sort of copying each other. Like it's yeah. kind of just one of those things that exists. Now, what's not okay is to take somebody's stumped, uh, idea and use it verbatim. But I remember when I started, po- you know, those like classic get ready with me videos where people are like, hey, I'm going to the coffee shop. Let's build an outfit. Somebody on on TikTok started doing it. I think like it was like Daniel Simmons or Tim Desant started making those. St- and then I made one of those videos and, and people are like, oh, you, you just copied them. And I'm like, I, I like their idea. I wanted to give my own spin mm-hmm. to it. This is a completely yeah. different outfit, different clothes. And now that is like the bread and butter of what all of those fashion, all yeah. a lot of fashion creators um, do are those get ready? So it's like I like they everybody's copying each other. So it's not like, like I'm now and stuff like yeah, yeah GR, that's like GRWM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that is like a staple of what people do. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, you know, I would say that that would be it. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Good for you. What yeah. a journey. <laughs> yeah, it's a journey. It's like, a journey. But one thing I want to just reiterate is that, like, I feel very fortunate and lucky because this is all stuff that I love to do. So as much as I complain about, like, people copying or, like, how editing takes a long time, like, it really is something that I, I'm very passionate about. I love to do. And um, I would say to other people, like, try to figure out something that you love doing. It could be playing video. You could love playing video games. Well, Start playing stream on Twitch, you know, (laughs) and it's a grind and you're going to be discouraged and people are going to tell you that's stupid and that's silly. But you kind of just got to put blinders on and just focus on what you're what you're passionate about doing. And if you haven't figured out what you're passionate about doing, try doing new stuff. Try try doing different stuff. Maybe you love kayaking. You've never been on been on been on the water before (laughs) yet. You know what I mean? And vlog yourself on a kayak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So. uh, So, yeah, it's 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 good to just mix things up and try new things and figure out what you're passionate about. And uh, because, yeah, another thing that I feel blessed about is that, like, you know, the fashion cycle, spring, summer, you know, winter, fall. There's always something new. There's always something new to to be talking about. So, um, so it's 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 good to that's why it's good to like choose a niche as well that that is uh you know helps feed you content because yeah. it's a little bit a uh, little bit easier that way for sure okay before we end it off i gotta ask you an yeah. obvious question here okay bryce kicks what are yeah. your favorite kicks so my favorite shoes Top it, five. it changes like <laughs> it changes like the wind like you wouldn't believe um but w- i would say one of my favorite shoes of all time so we'll put this at the one spot is the air Jordan one bread 
Um, it's just a shoe that I've revered for a long time. It was one of the first shoes that I saved my money for. I was working two jobs at the time to be able to afford that shoe. So uh, we'll put that up there. Um, I, I, it's hard to like pinpoint it, but um, favorite shoes of all time. I would say the Air Jordan 4 White Cement um, because that was like one of the very first um, retros that I ever got. Mm-hmm. Um Early, early on, and I was like, I can't believe I have this. Anyways, uh, so that that would be up there for sure. Um, I'm gonna have to throw an, a white on white Air Force One in the mix because that shoe just never goes out of, out of style. I've mentioned it obviously many times in the video so far. Um, what other shoes? And I'm gonna throw in a couple that I don't have, but are on that mental vision board <laughs> that I'm gonna get one day, and that is the Nike Air Yeezy Two in the black colorway. Um, glows in the dark midsole. It was just that shoe was like the it shoe when I was like I would say like the most passionate about shoes where I was like whoa like this was it was like a larger than life shoe. Um, so that we'll throw that up on there. Um, let's see. One of my favorite shoes that I have in my collection right now is the New Balance 2002R Protection Pack, the original um, gray colorway. I wear that all the time. I love New Balance. It's super comfortable. Just goes with a lot of my wardrobe. Um, and then we got to throw another one in there um, in the fifth spot. And I was like seven at this point, but please go ahead. <laughs> all, all I know. Black, I'm like name dropping. All, all black Air Forces? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know what? All black shoes, they remind me of uh, uh, like my high school because I, I had to wear a uniform. Yeah. I went to Catholic school, so oh, yeah. I don't wear a ton of all black shoes. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of stumped right now. Um, you know, I got it. it Air Max 95 and the neon nice. colorway because nice. that is it's just I love that shoe I wanted that shoe so bad I finally got it uh, a couple years ago maybe two three years ago when they came out and I love it I wear it, I wear it in the gym it, they probably stink because I wear them in the gym I wear them like you know like to get fits off you know so yeah. how often yeah. would you wear like the number one the Jordans the Jordans I that's if, like if a, at all the oh those ones um I, I every shoe that I own I've worn I'm not a I'm not even a one to rock one to stock kind of guy like okay. I everything that I have I wear just because it's it's just who I, I wear my shoes I don't okay, okay. I used to covet them put them up on a yeah, no, on the thing wash wipe them, them or get like one or two wears right. and that's it then you can resell them I guess but no yeah I'm the worst reseller in the world because I would buy shoes and I'd buy them at my size and then they <laughs> arrive and I'm like these are kind of hot like I kinda, you know what I mean? like I want to wear these and then I wear them and then they're they're not valuable anymore so they're a lot <laughs> lot, lot a lot less valuable so um but yeah I I don't know I wear everything so nice nice yeah. Bryson, thanks for coming through. Yeah, bro. absolutely. Appreciate thanks for having awesome. me. Appreciate Thank it. Yeah, man. Thank you. And we're going to bug you for some more tips on YouTube. Hey, yeah. anytime. <laughs> anytime. More than happy to help. Anyone listening to this, I'm very accessible. So if you have any questions, or Where do they find DM. you? Bryce Kicks Bryce on Kicks. all social media platforms. Yeah. TikTok, you know, YouTube, the whole bit. Nice. And I like that you said that you're accessible because a lot of creators tend to shut that door right away. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember tr- a time when you were still starting off and wanted the piece of advice absolutely i try to respond to all of my youtube comments as much as i possibly can i do yeah same with instagram same with tiktok it can kind of be difficult because especially on tiktok sometimes like a video from like two years ago will blow up and like i don't see those comments it's a little bit tricky but um you know if you have any questions price kicks amazing thank you for coming through brother absolutely thank you for having me Thank you for uh, for joining us, sharing the journey, sharing the tips. Appreciate that as always. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bryce Kicks, find him on every platform. I don't even know if I'm looking at the right camera at this point. <laughs> yeah. But thank Watch you. Watch out for the clothing line coming Watch up. Yeah, out for the more apparel, baby. Dropping. More apparel. Let's go. And uh, if you haven't already and you've made it to this point in the video, please do us the kindness. Subscribe, like, follow, comment all the works if it's something negative spare him say it to us we'll take it <laughs> um but otherwise yeah thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week appreciate thank you everybody it. appreciate you poncho